Howdy, y'all. Cosmetic. Scruffheads already know that you can ease aches, pains, inflammation, and arthritis with Cosmetic CBD Hemp Pain Cream. But now we got to talk about Cosmetic CBD Infused Tattoo Balm. Cosmetic CBD Tattoo Balm protects your body art with the healing properties of CBD and Cosmetic's patented water-soluble CBD formula. Cosmetic is not just a luxury CBD skincare brand. They are also proud partners with I Equals Change, an organization that helps brands give back to causes they believe in. Every time you shop with Cosmetic, they donate a dollar to one of their favorite charities. You choose which one of those you want it to go to. Donations are sent to one of three carefully selected projects. When you shop with Cosmetic, you shop for a cause. Visit Cosmedicated.com, that's C-A-U-S-E, Medicated.com, and be kind to your skin. All right. Podcast time. Welcome in, guys. South Scruffy Podcast. My name is Ben Fields. I'm the host of this podcast. I appreciate you stopping by to take a listen. I've got Curtis Glover on the show today. Curtis is a muralist, commercial artist, dude. He's awesome. You've seen his work everywhere. If you've been to downtown Knoxville and done a street art tour or uh, looked around, uh, it's all over the place and it's beautiful stuff. And uh, I actually got in touch with Curtis because we're looking at uh, commissioning a piece of street art to add to the already prolific mural and art scene that we have here. Uh, And a lot of that Curtis has done. So I figured why not reach out to him and let him continue to help proliferate that scene. And uh, also just because we knew we loved his work. And when I say we, I'm talking about pop fizz. We're going to, we're going to commission a piece of art from him to go downtown. Just got to find a wall. Uh, Me and Curtis hit it off pretty well though. We had a good time. Uh, Reminded me a lot of the episode that I did with Will Wright early on. Uh, I didn't know Will when he came in on the podcast, but we hit it off and we kept in touch, you know, pretty regularly after that. And that's the same thing that's been happening with Curtis. We recorded the podcast and it's like we're old friends. Now we've just been kind of steadily keeping in touch since then. And so, it's, you know, I think it's cool that this podcast is helping me make some new relationships with some really cool people who are doing some awesome stuff. And I totally dig it. Curtis is right there. I totally dig it. Uh, but I will say that uh, this conversation with Curtis was bound by time. Um, the day before Curtis and I recorded this, which had been on the book for a week or so, well, we knew we were going to do the podcast, but the day before I was, uh, I was asked to direct a PSA campaign for the governor of Tennessee's office. So I had a hard out at 10 a.m. yesterday morning when we recorded this. I had to be gone. I had to be on set. And that's never happened before. Neither me nor my guest has been bound by a prior engagement before. Um, and it's with, that's always allowed these conversations to always flow really freely, be free flow, no kind of limitations uh, before this one. And I really try to pace them out at about an hour or so. But if something's going well, I never just pull the emergency brake and, and stop it just because it's going over. You know, this was the only one that really felt kind of constricted by time. So when I stopped recording this podcast, Curtis and I both looked at each other and were like, yeah, that that felt incomplete. <laughs> so Curtis and I talked yesterday and we've decided to uh, get back together next week and finish finish the story out. So you may get two Curtis Glover episodes in a row. It's two different parts. We'll see how that pans out. But uh, we'll haven't done that before, but we'll see. Maybe that's a maybe that's a way to to make sure that this whole story feels like it got exhaustively told. Let's go ahead and get into it. Here we go. 
Ladies and gents, Curtis Glover. We're doing the podcast. Wait, it's, it's, you know, not enough beer for 18 bucks. It's high quality H2O. <laughs> but how are you doing, man? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. You yeah. got, you got like paint all over you. It, you know, it looks like you, it looks like you've been busy. Yeah, this is my, uh, my corporate attire, if you will. So, um, yeah, it got to a point to where I was just wiping, uh, paint bits on me and, uh, going through like rags and stuff yeah and uh just wipe it on the pants and keep going and you know get in the zone i got music playing on my headset so uh yeah after a while the paint that just just collects and kind of turns into its own art piece and uh, i got i got some old like lucky jeans and some dickies work pants that are just absolutely like jackson pollock like just crazy and uh now it's just become almost like a marketing tool because, you know, I, I go out and eat, eat by myself after working weird hours and stuff like yeah. that. And I'll show up, uh, you know, to a restaurant just covered in paint from head to toe, just from all the different uh, mural work. And uh, kind of can strike up a conversation. It strikes up a conversation for yeah. a possible job or just somebody's, you know, curious. And, yeah. uh, and so, like, to me, it's just become normal. And I think about it every now and, now and then. And if I saw somebody like that, like, this dork just wants some attention, you know, like look, look at him trying to stand out, you know, with his hipster jeans or whatever. But it's just it's just become part of my uh, my uniform when I work. And uh, there's a big discrepancy in my closet. There's like um, regular T-shirts yeah. and clothes um, with a little bit of paint on them. And then there's a whole rack of just ragged out crap shirts that I use that I get from businesses. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're usually like comfortable, like a soft cotton. Yeah, fr- free t-shirts. That free t- yeah, yeah. Just say, Hey, I'll market your, your, your business while I'm painting it. Yeah. Um, and you know, from live events and all that and other mm-hmm. paint companies, um, just to wear, you know, something that doesn't really matter, yeah. to, you know, yeah. uniform wise, it'll just get dirty. It's, it's, you yeah. don't have a lot in it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, the, the laundry pile looks interesting after a couple of weeks. I bet. I, yeah, so. Well, what's a, what's live events? Like painting, people watching you paint? Live events, yeah. So this stems back from a while ago before I was even doing murals full time. And uh, there was this festival uh, called Fly Free Fest. What's that? Um, Where is that? It doesn't exist anymore. Uh, okay. It went on for two years. Uh, Moon Taxi headlined one year, RJD2. Um, the, I remember the Floozies playing. Oh yeah. Um, Railroad Earth played one year. Where is it? It was in. Did you say Free Fly. Fly Free. Fly Free. Yeah, and that was the first uh, live mural work I did. Oh, cool. Met this couple from Chattanooga that they just went all in uh, for this festival. They ran and, it. They ran it. Okay. And uh, um, and it was, it was this very organic festival where you weren't sure what was going to happen very small maybe you know maybe a few thousand people yeah so the first time and uh um it was just north of nashville i forget what the little small town was but it was near like a river canoe um outfitter i forget what that river was but um caney fort maybe or something like that. it would or have, cumberland i want to say it was called the red river okay like a, it's just like a small stream okay. but um it was this campground that they uh they leased 
and uh, did this festival. And I had like a public campground. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, there's a couple stages and stuff like that. And uh, I just started painting this mural. Um, and I, th- this connection was made. My friends, uh, Brad and Chance, they were part of Midnight Voyage Productions. Oh, yeah. Uh, when Coakley was running. Um, was I remember it? Midnight Voyage. Yeah. yeah. You, you had some dancers at some points, but you had this artist collective. Yeah. And um, those guys were in charge of it at the time. And we'd live paint. And I'm a big, like, you know, like ambient, kind of down-tempo, chill music. And, yeah. You know, get if there's a group or a guy band or whatever that came through, we'd sign up to paint live. So we get in for free. Yeah. And we have to come in early and set up our supplies and all that. But sure. you know, you just you just catch that that atmosphere and that vibe to, you know, be creative. And um so you know, like Bonobo, Eman- yeah. Emancipator. Yep. Um and then there uh there were some other uh bands in there that were kind of more like more like funk and stuff like that um i got to see josh wink at uh at uh concourse who's an old techno dj pioneer and i painted his portrait and got a picture with him that's cool which i mean i remember he had this song called higher state of consciousness that was popular back in the 90s yeah during like the warehouse rave stuff which i listen to a lot of trance music now because that gets me going and there's no lyrics for eight minutes. Yeah, and good it's to just, paint too. <laughs> it's just, yeah, you kind of lose track of yourself. Yeah. So um, if you ever see me, you know, bobbing my head up on a lift or scaffolding, just know that like I'm kind of in the zone just, you know, getting <laughs> That's after That's what's it. going on in the earbuds. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching you do um, uh, Rhythm and Blooms, you yeah. know, live painting up next to the stage. And I was shocked because you were there. All weekend, man. Like all day, every day painting. Yeah, that's that's what I, that's how I like it though because yeah, it's intense though. It, it is, and uh, the 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 best year I've done that for three years. Um, last year turned out great because I had uh, um, my friend Brian, aka Jex, who's gone national with his work. Really? Um, yeah, he's killer. You gotta look him up online. Um, but. Uh, he did Cruz Contreras last year, mm. and I got to meet Cruz. Yeah, and Cruz like was the nicest guy ever. He's such a nice guy. I remember <laughs> I kind of cold called him. I got his number from China, and I said, "Hey, in China, I knew who I was from from Dogwood, yeah, China Burkine." Yeah, and uh, I said, uh, "I said we're gonna put Cruz on the wall here for tenth anniversary for Rhythm and Blooms, and you know, Black Lilies, and um, local guy, yeah, like." friendly guy and i remember uh met him like backstage and stuff like that and uh he goes oh you're the guy painting my face and i said yeah <laughs> and uh he goes well i'm about to go on stage and do a set here he goes you want to have a shot of te- uh, tequila with me before i go on <laughs> and i was like hell yeah i do this guy's fucking cool like he was the nicest dude he's and so such a nice like guy. went to his van and had a quick little drink and i was like good luck with the show man we'll be painting your face next yeah, door so yeah. um but that's been that's been fun uh and uh, I've had some local people, and then I've had, uh, you know, a, a guy from North Carolina come and help me. And I try and make it this, like, little rotation. Yeah. Um, obviously, with COVID and then some other disputing factors. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they didn't do it this year. But, yeah. it's okay. I mean, it's okay. It's yeah. it, it's It's been a fun thing to do. And uh, I've just enjoyed the moment. I mean, you're painting, and then you turn around, and there's about a 1,000 people staring at you or the band. Yeah. And, um, I got to experience uh, that Gogol Bordello show. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was badass. That was, the guy, that was he awesome. Came out on the 
the bass drum or whatever, like leaning in and like spilling a bottle of wine over the yeah, crowd yeah. and everyone's jumping and going crazy. And I mean, it was just cool to watch that from the side and, uh, and be up on the platform. Um, it's almost like a second stage that was just, yeah, it really is. You you're, know. you're, you're kind of almost the secondary entertainer. Yeah. And I put up led lights to like, you know, give us a little bit of flair yeah. when the lights hit and make us part of the, the, you know, the experience, but you know, still sitting over there quietly, just spray paint away. How big are those? Uh, is, is it on plywood or is it on? Camera? It's on. Yeah. I, I'll buy uh, some quality, uh, like, like finished grade plywood. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like here in your shed here. I like your bike, by the way. That's oh, pretty thanks. cool. Yeah. I've crashed one of those. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> I've laid it down a couple of times stopping, but I hadn't, I hadn't gone into any controlled I'm, slides I'm, yet. I'm not a bike guy. My brother, older brother had a DR125 one year. Oh yeah. And I was riding it around. I was you know like 18 and I you know went up and down the road and then, I don't know what I did. I panicked, but you know, instead of like holding the clutch and just letting it ride out and die down, I let go of everything. Yeah. And you stayed in gear. You were not supposed to do that. Yeah. And I wheelied it up the curb <laughs> and it bucked me off and I crashed <laughs> it into our neighbor's tree. Oh no. And that was my motorcycle experience. So, yeah. So I did like the motorcycle class and everything. I made sure I got, I had oh, it yeah. all like, uh, I wanted to be wanted to make sure if I was on that thing, I was being safe. I still don't really ride this, it on the, the road that much. This was my dad saying, "Hey, Curtis, try this thing out real quick." And <laughs> he said, first gears down, the rest uh, of them are up." Yeah, Have yeah, fun. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, I'd, quick mass. You yeah. know, I didn't know what was going on. Exactly. So, so well, well, so when you do those like rhythm and blooms in particular, how big are those? Um, Eight by sixteen. So you're, oh wow, you're getting, two pieces of plywood so, put together. No, four sheets. Four sheets of plywood. Four sheets. Yeah, yeah. And then I build the frame out of two by fours. Um, Eight by sixteen's huge. It doesn't seem that big. It, it's, it's like it's, it's, it's like a speed limit sign. It, it doesn't, doesn't seem that big. It doesn't, yeah, it. it doesn't look that big until you realize you got to fill up the whole damn thing. Oh yeah. Um, and and I, you got three days to do it. And you got three days to do it. And you're you know you. It it it's kind of a job, uh, but it's also a lot of fun. Yeah. Because you're immersed in this 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 environment of music and crowd and emotion and um just so much happening and you got to stay focused yeah. and you got to crank out a decent product yeah. and i learned the hard way a few times where i'd finish up on the last day of the festival whether well, it's fly free or rhythm and blooms or i've painted at beale street music festival um and a few other uh you know places and i always feel bad because like if i finish it at the end of the last day well then nobody really gets to see the finished product oh yeah because i want people yeah. to you know, take pictures with it and make a lasting memory and you know that kind of thing i don't want them to see it halfway done right and they're like oh like, yeah that thing's been halfway done all weekend what the hell yeah <laughs> you know and like and like i want to you know go have a beer and eat some you know yeah, food true. somewhere yeah, too and yeah. chill out so you got to kind of be uh remain uh diligent is pacing a, a part of it yeah, like it does help when you do have somebody helping you because then you can kind of switch off and take yeah. breaks, and then you or have you a, can vary your speed, right? If, yeah. you're, if you're behind, you can speed up pretty and quick, you, and you have like a you get like a second opinion of like, okay, well, let's fill in this part. Mm -hmm. We'll take a break, grab a beer, and then we'll go do this, and then okay, okay, you work on the background, I'll get the foreground or the subject matter. And that way it just goes easier and everyone's yeah. happier and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So so um, what happens with those after you're done? I mean, 8 by 16, I'm sure you have to take it apart to move yeah, it, right? The city workers, I guess, that they hire, they disassemble them. They'll reassemble them for the Dogwood Arts Festival in the downtown area with all the art vendors. Mm. They put them up as little display points. Yeah. 
But other than that, as far as I know, um, sitting in a warehouse, they somewhere. sit in a warehouse, a dark room, just slid up next to each other, collecting dust. Yeah. Um, I've had a few businesses, uh, Travis over at the uh, riot printing, yeah, yeah. um, you know, he wanted to put up the one of cruise and their lobby or whatever. And great. I said, I said, contact them, put that stuff in the, the lens. Yeah, Cause I guess it belongs yeah. to rhythm and blooms at that point. Yeah. But they don't, they don't use it for yeah. most of the year until dogwood arts happens. Right. And then, but people will get, I mean, people have been like, how, how much does that cost? And I'm like, well, t- technically it's, for, it's them, not for them, yeah, I just I painted it, and it was an experience, and it just hopefully created a cool memory, yeah. and I hope you enjoy the artwork, and da-da-da. So, um, yeah, I wish they were all on display for everyone to see. Yeah. But, um, I, I remember uh, the first year I saw you doing it. I, I'm not sure if this was the first year that you did it, but it was the first year I, I saw you doing it. What was, Rhythm the, and Blues. what was the content? Do you remember? Lindsey Sterling. Okay, that was the second year. I still didn't know what the hell I was doing. So, really? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, I remember, I remember standing there and this was on the first day of the festival mm-hmm. and you had just, you just kind of started. And I was like, I, th- I think that's Lindsay Sterling. <laughs> Everybody was like, who's that? <laughs> like, well, you've not seen the violin girl with the dancing yeah. in, the, in the, in the violin, like trance violin. It looks like princess Zelda or whatever. Yes. A brunette. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. No, her, her, her like techno violin. I don't know what you call that. Genre, and she's but... dancing at the same time in a oh, lot yeah. of cases. Yeah. She's, she's prancing but around like, yeah, she really got like YouTube famous for just having some crazy videos, you know? And, yeah, and well, then people started to recognize her music. Well, anybody can get famous these days. I mean, you know, it's, kind of, it's an interesting world we live in these days. Well, what made you decide to, to paint, to paint her? Um, at, that, at that particular festival, because she wasn't playing the festival, she no, didn't have anything to no, do with it. No, um, Part of me, I was, I was looking at it, and I was like, "They're trying to get Lindsey Sterling to play this festival next year, so they're going to paint her." Secret guest appearance <laughs> in Knoxville, Tennessee. Exactly. Um, no, um, <laughs> the person that uh, funds that is, uh, is Jenny Boyd uh, from Boyd's Jig and Reel. Yeah, and she does. Uh, they have these Tuesday, Thursday night jam sessions where it's violins and fiddles and oh yeah it's just like a, come, come the, on in the, grab them grab an instrument yeah, off the wall yeah and, i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds intimidating to me but yeah uh it's these old time jam sessions and and she was the sponsor for that so I, you know i was wearing a jig jig and reel shirt and had a banner and she's like could you put like a like a girl playing a violin you know kind of like an ode to what yeah. they do in the restaurant i said yeah I'll, you know i'll figure it out yeah. and um I was like, Lindsay Sterling. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. That's the only person I know that, that was like reasonably famous. Yeah. So, um, pretty iconic too. Oh yeah. Yeah. It turned out, it turned out that was a, that was a fun one with the streaks and the spray yeah. paint. Well, what was so the first year? First year, um, I painted this beekeeper lady. Um, and this was like, it a real person or was this... it was a real person. Okay. I, uh, I found this person on Instagram and it was this, a uh, really pretty blonde woman uh, out in Utah who was like just a outdoor like badass like fly fisherman um, or woman I guess and um, beekeeper she had like a German shepherd um, you know like just a mountain woman yeah and, like and, like you know, like and she had uh, full sleeve tattoos. <laughs> Um, awesome. And she was Mormon too, which didn't, I don't know. Her name yeah. was Amos. I, had a, I don't even know if she has an Instagram handle anymore, but <laughs> her I, name's Amos. Her name was Amos. My brother's name's Amos. Oh yeah. Which is a strange name for, for yeah. a man to have. And, and, um, <laughs> I can't uh, believe there's a woman named and, Amos. And, yeah. And, and she was just this like outdoor babe. And I, I guess it came across cause I follow trout fishing yeah. Instagram stuff. And yeah. it, maybe it was like one of the suggested feeds. 
So I just connected with her, and she was also somewhat of an artist too. Okay. And I was just like, you, I was like, you look like you lead an awesome life. Yeah. And I said, uh, I want to put you in a mural if that's okay with you. And she was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so I talked, I've never met this woman. Uh, I've talked to her on the phone a You're, few times. Yeah. And I just, she just had this distinct look. And, uh, He's like, all right, dude, and you know, <laughs> whatever. And I didn't have enough material like on my account to really. I was, you know, I, I was just kinda, on your Instagram account. I was just kind of winging it, yeah. yeah. And uh, shot in the dark, and she yeah, said, sure. like, what kind of what kind of creeper ass, you know, yeah. made a paint get <laughs> like painted one of your in French it. girls, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heard that line before. It's always always gonna laugh at it, but um, anyways, she goes, well, my brother's a photographer, and let me get you some like headshots that you, you know, we, I described what I was looking for. Oh, gotcha. So she and gave I, you the And she material. sent me some good photographs oh, yeah. where uh, she's like, like the, the dogwood flowers, like lifting off her hands. Oh, like, now that you, like, I, now like, I know exactly the piece yeah, you're talking about like, now. Like, 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 uh, like, like a wispy, like dandelion, you know, like, yes. And, the, and it floats into, I actually kind of had to redo it. My friend Kaylee, who lives in Nashville, teaches in Nashville now, she helped me with it. Um, but I had to redo a little bit of it because um, my concept at first was just winging it. And I was like, Ugh, that wasn't the greatest. <laughs> so I ended up doing this beekeeper hive thing where she's got the flower and it's like a mountain scene. Yeah. And that was just some random person that I thought had cool pictures on Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, I, you know, I was like, take me fishing sometime. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so it's just one of those weird things. I, I connect with so many random people I bet. Um, just through artwork and, and just – I like to see people doing different things yeah. and just going for it. Yeah. And yeah. Well, I, I, you're obviously pretty, you're the first one that came to mind when, you know, we started talking about doing a mural um, just cause your work I think is so, I don't know. Your work is pretty prolific. Like it just, it, it seems like you got a new one popping up, you know, all the time. It seems like you're There's, working all the time. I am. And yeah. <laughs> it's like a blessing and a curse. Like I love the fact that I'm so busy in the art field in a town that's kind of getting there for, yeah. for the arts. Yeah. But also like, you know, I'd like to not be as busy, but also, you know, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. So yeah. I got, the time. I, I got that yeah. time. I, I can work till sunset. I can, you know, I can go at my own pace and stuff yeah. like that. And I can stack jobs. Um, I mean, the last couple of years, it's usually been a couple months out. I mean, that's what I have to tell clients because, some walls are bigger than others. Um, and then also people's schedules, uh, you know, are different. You know, they, they'll they realign and say, oh, we're not ready yet. Or if it's a new build or, you know, so, some people don't always pull the trigger when you want them to. Right. Um, so you deal with that. And that's just business. Yeah. You know, where you, if you have to bump <clears throat> something back, great. And we can always redevelop the concept and maybe even make it better. Yeah. So. So is, is, there, a, is there a part of your business that is – just, you know, I don't want to say just kind of pay the bills stuff, but is there, is there like a continuum of creativity that you get to work within? Like some people give you the keys to the, to the car and just say, go do whatever you want. And some people are like, I just want my logo yeah. right here. So okay. is there a range there? There is a, there's a big range. Okay. So like the wall in the old city right now, that's taking me forever. Which one's that? Uh, that's the the bicycle, the mountain biker, and the yeah. and the girls the and the fam- dogs, the, the family. family right? Yeah, it's like dude, that it, thing's it, awesome. It's kind yeah. of an uh, to me, it's kind of like an ode to Baker Creek and all yeah, the, and all the cool. cool stuff that the AMBC yeah. guys are doing down there. So something I thought was really cool about that mural is it it almost looks like it's been you integrated like tags 
uh, like or, or like kind of graffiti art a, into the mural. It's a doodle grid. A do a what? A doodle grid. What's that? Um, there's different uh, scribble grid, whatever. It's there's there's different variations. It looks like graffiti. Yeah. It looks like tags. And when I first started it, people were like, "Dude, somebody went Tag, all, Yeah, somebody so, tagged your. Mural. Somebody jacked your wall, man. And I was like, "No." <laughs> or, or, or I'd be like, wait, what? Because there there used to be tags on there. Yeah. And I wanted to reach out to those graffiti guys and be like, hey, by the way, just like out of respect, I'm, you know, priming over this wall. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, my yeah. causing beef. I'm just, I got to put this mural up because the building owner wants me to and they're yeah. paying me. Um, but the the glyphs are the, you know, the yeah. little wing ding looking things. Yeah. Um, it's a doodle grid and it took me forever to figure it out because it's kind of like a trade secret for a while for a lot of artists. And I'd see their Instagram stories or you know, their progress shots and they just have these, this pattern in the background. I'm like, what yeah. the hell is that? It's not going to be the final product. I know yeah. that. And what you do is, um, and you use an app for it, like a pick collage thing is it gets your proportions, right? So that mural's on the train tracks. I can't put a projector on the train tracks. Oh, it's going to get okay. ran so over. So that's how you usually do yeah. it is, is projected on a wall. And then, you, and then, yeah, it, yeah. Because like, you know, people were like, you know, purist will be like, you know, freehand proportions. And it's like, you know, if there's technology out there to help freaking use it, it if it's going to make the product, if it's going to make the product better, faster, quicker, you know, all that kind of stuff, use it. Yeah. You're a commercial artist, right? Yeah. I don't get in business. Yeah. (laughs) I don't, you know, I'm not in some art form saying, look what I freehand. I don't give a crap about that. Like we got to get some work done and I work slow enough as it is anyways with the detail (laughs) I put into it. So, um, same thing with the koi fish wall at Jerry's. Uh, that was a long landscape. It's beautiful too. Thank you. That that's what happens when you give me hundred percent creative rain. Yeah. And then, you know, fish, <laughs> fish on an art store wall, like, okay, Curtis. And I was like, just let me, let me yeah. please. Like, I think this would be cool. Well, what's a do, what's a doodle grid? Explain it a little bit. So what you do is you do whatever symbols you want. Yeah. You got to differentiate them a little bit. So, um, when you look at your guide, you can tell where stuff goes. Mm-hmm. So you put the grid on whatever blank wall, prepped wall. And then that is your guide. Mm. You take a photo of it. And then you have like little wayfinding kind of different different symbols. Yes, little waypoints. Yeah. So what you do is you take it, the best photo head on, Mm -hmm. straight on to where, you know, the brick or whatever block is all, you know, parallel with each other. Because if it's skewed and then you overlay an image on it, it's not going to be right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You need that flat surface Mm -hmm. um, image to go with. So you have your doodle grid in a picture. Then you say the mountain biker, for instance, mm-hmm. um, to get the wheels looking right. Because that those wheels would be a pain in the ass to get right if you freehanded that. Okay. They would just be wavy. And you overlay your image in a picture app. And then you turn down the opacity, I don't know, 70 80%. So that doodle grid shows through the content. Mm-hmm. And then you just go, okay, the spoke connects to this dot no or, or goes through this part of the triangle or the circle. So it's a rough guide to get your wow. proportions. And then what I'll usually do is, is I'll have the file with the translucent yeah. subject matter. Uh-huh. And then I'll have a, uh, another file where it's Which, solid. Okay. So yeah. I know what my detail looks like yeah. and I'll print stuff out. Oh, that's awesome. Like I'll go to like FedEx copy and I'll just print out so many variations of a, of, of a, just one piece of the artwork. Mm-hmm. That way I can have it as a reference and mm-hmm. look at my tones, my highlights, mid-tones, shadows, all that kind yeah. of stuff. So that's that's how that works. Um, that's so cool. On a, on a big mural like that, that's what most artists do. You can grid that stuff out with a level, but that's just a pain in the butt. Yeah. So um, Like chalk line. 
stuff like that or yeah, like doing snap lines and all yeah. that and like having to like redust it and yeah. like I, i've i've done that before on a horizontal mural but um but a, uh, a doodle grid, you actually like do, it's part of the art. Doodle right? grid is basically basically like if you don't have a level or any straight edge, yeah. All you need is your phone, and uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you download an app, and like if you're in a if 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 you can't get out and grid something or whatever, you just you just have the app and you take a picture of your squigglies, and then you overlay the picture. Um, that's why when you see these big portraits done well. They're usually done with a doodle grid if they they can. I mean, that's what I call it. It's, it's, it's called a bunch of different names, but that's why you see the accuracy of like, okay, the eyes are spaced up enough apart. You know, the the nose bridges here, and the you know the end of the lips are here, and then you know it looks realistic. Yeah, it looks right. Especially if you're painting a celebrity or something that everybody recognizes. You got to nail it. Yeah, you and, and, you, you miss a little cheekbone here and this there. This day and age, everyone, you know, the next dead celebrity or famous person, every artist in the world, sure. paints it as a tribute for internet points. You yeah. know, yeah. So it's, <laughs> I mean, there's some good people out there that do some great work, and I'm friends with some of them. But like, I just like, I don't know. I I love to see people's original uh, work and ideas um, that come from them and their experiences and uh i think that's i think that's more pure yeah. instead of just doing something that everybody knows so 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 how does a how does like the life cycle of a project start like somebody comes to you and says i've got a wall is that yeah is that I, well i in the beginning i active actively sought out walls mm, said hey and, and this I, wall could use some art i would it. walk into a new construction build like a renovation in, on gay street mm -hmm. or a neighborhood or wherever I was, um, and I'd be like, can I talk to the general contractor or can I talk to the GM? And I'd be covered in my, you know, douchey-looking paint clothes to where they're like, obviously, this guy's some sort of artist, I think, and yeah. not asking for money. Or a you house know. painter. Or a house painter <laughs> that's just, like, overzealous with color. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> but um, uh, I would go in and, and ask about wall spaces and, ask, you know, whether it's like a lobby or foyer, just, you know, the accent wall when you walk into an office. And... Um, you know, well, we'll keep you in mind, and you can give them a business card, and they're like, whatever, dude. Yeah. Because art's a luxury. It's not needed. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a one of those first things to go when you don't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I am not. Tight budgets. I am not essential. Yeah. Like, I know that. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not, <laughs> we're, I'm not changing the world and finding an antidote while painting murals. So, yeah. I mean, I get it, but um, <laughs> I, I, I stay in my lane. I know my place. But, um but now, uh, with the uh, um, all the, I guess the the free PR or advertisement with all the murals yeah. I've put around town, you know, you just slap your name on there and people people call. It's um, it's the bike one, the the, fa the family on the bike, the Baker Creek one that got me. Uh, yeah, that, that okay. I was just driving by. We had talked about doing a mural a couple, you know, a couple yeah. days before, and I saw it and. Just like saw your little Instagram handle. Yeah, I was like, like Curtis, why, why did I not think of that until like, now? Who's this guy? Yeah, I didn't put it up for a while because it's been I've been embarrassed with the timeline on it, and, and I just like I don't want to be, I don't want everybody to know that I'm responsible for it. But <laughs> I'm plugging away on it. I'll be out there today, and I I'll be at a car dealership, and then another project at a hotel next week. But um, uh, but yeah. So, so there's a different kind of uh, there's a, probably a few different buckets or silos that this that the work kind of comes out of whether it's you seeking out a space that you want to beautify i've or i have ran into people uh, having a beer and saying hey you're the guy that does that thing and i'm like 
yeah, would, you know, and they're like, oh, I own this building mm -hmm. or I own this company or I would like this. And it, it could, could even be canvas commission or, you know, I mean, I used to paint furniture for a job and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, but typically I just get cold called. I mm. get, I get DMs, I get emails, I get Facebook messages and it's like, it's just on demand and I'm yeah. very, very thankful for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how a lot of artists are doing uh, right now, but the fact that I developed this outdoor downtown portfolio so far mm -hmm. and it's only getting bigger. Yeah. Um, I'm very fortunate and I've actually gotten more calls during this whole pandemic because people are sitting on their hands, looking at their blank wall space saying, mm -hmm this could use something. Yep. And if there's a budget, then there's a budget. Yeah. And, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I can help you. So, um, very fortunate. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, you know, it's, you can safely do it. You're outside, right? Yeah. You're by I, yourself. I, so I worked it checks all the boxes. <laughs> yeah. So I worked, uh, second week of March when nobody knew what the hell was going on yeah. with this thing. And we still kind of don't cause I mean, sure. CDC kind of yeah. goes back and forth with advice and, tend not to watch too much news about yeah, it. Yeah, that don't drive me crazy. But um yeah, exactly. And uh I took a week off and um just out of respect for what Yeah, for what I was, was like I was like I don't know if this thing's airborne. like you know, I'm yeah. thinking of like uh the movie Outbreak when you know like Renelle or not uh, Rene Russo gets it and it's uh what's it Anthony Hopkins or what's that guy's name? Uh I haven't seen it. I, need I forget. It's like an old movie from the 90s, but it was, you know, it's similar kind of uh boy but hysteria. you also wear a respirator while yeah. you work so you are like in, well, in, I'm in good. the I'm good I work <laughs> so I took a week off just to be safe yeah but I'm renting that lift there and that costs a lot of money per month sure. and the rental company they don't give a damn if there's yeah. a pandemic a riot pro like they don't yeah. care they're like you you owe us for that so if you pay me so yeah basically <laughs> yeah well, Joe Pesci style you know um but uh um, so I went back to work and I was like, okay, one, I work alone Two, I work isolated. Yeah. I wear gloves and I wear, uh, you know, an industrial mask when I spray. Yeah. I was like, I, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not You've sitting to be one of the lowest risks. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not traveling on an airplane with yeah. circulated air in a yeah. cubicle coughing on people. And I was like, I got work to do. Yeah. And I, you know, I was like, this I was, lift's expensive. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm losing money on this and they don't give a damn about, you know, yeah. what's going on. They're going to get paid either way. So I've just been going back to work and I haven't, I haven't, I haven't stopped working. Yeah. So, so I've been this whole, everyone's freaking out. And like, I got friends that are teachers and, you know, yeah. can't do certain other people that can't do certain things. And I just, I feel, I feel bad. Yeah, and like it's tragic in a lot and, of ways. And you know, the, that stimulus check came once and that was not enough for a lot of people. And, yeah. Well, people who didn't even need it got it, yeah. And, and then, and then the you know people who needed sustained, you know, income. Well, if, if you saw the difference of, you know, uh, the general population getting the twelve hundred, and then the other, uh, you know, tax breaks and stuff like that for the bigger corporations, I was yeah. like, good God, like just this is yeah. just getting ridiculous. Yeah, and I didn't need. I would <laughs> I would have happily return that stimulus check for a better tax break the next year. Yeah, sure. Um, but some people needed that uh, desperately to pay. Some people live check to check like yeah. that. And um, I, I did that for a while when I was in the yeah, bar industry. You, you and how, and you get going. Yeah, because you're also spending money and, and having fun. And it's just it's just a, you know, in and out, like revolving door of, of, of the cash. I mean, I remember working in the service industry downtown and like you get to know 
the other bartenders and staff and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You're basically trading out a $20 bill as a tip money to yeah, everyone. To each other. To each other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, essentially that's what it is. So, yeah. but um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's it, to see the landscape of people and, and all the uh, things that are happening right now, it's, it's a little freaky. It, yeah. it, it kind of keeps you on edge a little bit. Well, I, I thought it was interesting yesterday when you were like, well, you know, what's your timeline on this project? I'm like, oh, we really don't have one. <laughs> Well, I'm months out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know why. I, that's great. I just, I treat it, well, I treat it as a business. Oh. Um, you know, when I, when I, I when I started this, and it's art, so people are like, you know, they do the whole oh, follow your passion and all that. That's yeah. great to an extent, mm-hmm. but when you're trying to do it full time, yeah. That's a bullshit statement. Yeah. Exposure I mean, bucks don't pay my bills. Yeah, yeah. When somebody <laughs> goes, you'll get so much exposure. Yeah. I read this really cool blog years ago, and an artist had a great rebuttal, and some, and the guy said, uh, he goes, you know, people die from exposure in this world. And I was like, <laughs> that's a zinger right there. I was like, I'll use that in emails or whatever. Have you seen the do it on spec video? No. To where, to where it's like, what if what if you did it on spec in all these different industries? It's like, you know, a guy walking into a coffee shop is like, can I have a cup of coffee on spec? If I like it, yeah. you know, I'll pay for the next one. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Or like, or like a real estate agent. Yeah. You know, can you sell my house for me? <laughs> and if you do a good job, then when I sell my next house. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got, I got you. you. I got you. Yeah. 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 Artists run up against stuff like that more than anybody else. I, I feel yeah. like because of what you said about it being a luxury in a lot of it, cases. It, well, like I mean, it is. You really got to know where you stand and what you're getting yourself into. And, it's it's a thing that's appreciated that mm-hmm. not a lot of people want to pay for. Yeah, it's weird. And so, like, I like the reason why I went all in to do it was to really find out who I was and where I stood. Mm. And when you take yourself seriously, then people will take you seriously. Yeah. Is what I found out. If you're just sitting there at night just doodling some stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, people are going to be like, "Oh, it's just their side hustle." Yeah, you know. Um, so they they're gonna try and lowball you. Sure, and I get it. I yeah, get you're it. not a pro. Why would I? Why would I yeah, pay you yeah, pro why, money? Yeah, if it's not you're, you're, you're not full time certified. Blah blah blah. Like, yeah. well, yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. so they use that. They're trying to use that as leverage. Mm-hmm. And then also with the you know the exposure and all that yeah. you know silly talk where it's like oh I'll tell everybody about you and then you know you can you know do my friend's uh, you know portrait or that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it's like I get it, but. You got to stay in your ground. And any artist I've talked to about pricing and people, uh, up and coming artists here in other cities that I've connected with, ask me about, you know, how do you price this and what do you, you know, what do you do and what's your rebuttal? And I, I tell them, I'm like, stand your ground. Mm-hmm. This is time. This is time and talent out of your life. These, the, you, you're putting in, I don't care if it's a doodle of somebody's dog or something, you're spending two, three, four, five hours of your life. Mm-hmm with an ability that you've developed with supplies you've had to buy yeah. to do something for that somebody asked you custom to do. Don't, don't cheapen your ability. Yeah. And that goes for anything. Yeah. I, I, um, I, I kind of, I, I don't say this out loud, but when, when I hear, you know, some grumbling, some sticker shock when people see a, yeah. you know, a, a bid or something like that, it's like, well, really, I mean, you're not. Yes, if you look at it and break it down by the hour, what you're paying me or what you're right. paying us, like, yeah, it looks like a lot. But guess what? Like, I've been doing this for almost 20 years. You know, uh, 
that's what you're paying me for yeah. is, is, is the 20 years of experience to, to make it, to make it quicker and it's to like make that, it better. It reminds me of that silly, was that silly Picasso story where the, he signs a napkin for the lady at like a cafe yeah. and he goes, that'll be, you know, $20,000. And she's like, what? It's just like a, you know, a signature or a doodle. And he goes, it took me 20 years to figure out how to do that. Yeah. You know, right. You know, one of those little art stories, but um, yeah. yeah. And I, I get it. I mean, it's not always respected. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I, it's you just roll with it, yeah. and you just you you don't let that stuff get you down. And you're going to run into a bunch of roadblocks because it's 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 a, it's entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, like I I I tell I tell people like I've done a few interviews in, in some news channels and newspapers and magazines and stuff with the with the mural work and. Uh, I always say I wake up scared and excited every day. Yeah, that's great. Because I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's going to call. Yeah, I hope like, I hope we get work for next month. But I'm also like, there's enough like confidence and like self reliance of like yeah. I'm going to make it happen regardless. Yeah, and it's just one of those kind of shit or get off the pot, mm-hmm. you know, uh, instances where yeah. you can you can do the oh woe is me and feel sorry for yeah, yourself. But if you don't do it, you're not gonna do it <laughs> if yeah it's it's it just comes down to you and i i try and instill that in some people that i think are following the same path mm-hmm. uh because i want to create this just army of muralists or people that look at me and they go i could do what that guy does mm-hmm. like whatever no big deal and i want to get that in knoxville because i want the arts to be saturated and i want the market value to rise mm. of other artists to where everybody can be doing this for a living comfortably so you're not i mean you've got the confidence to not be um possessive or territorial about it you would you would rather have more people come to the come to the table and do what you do rather yeah. than try, it, to, it, try it, to stonewall it, people yeah, out yeah i mean i mean we live in a society where that that is okay to do um mm-hmm. you know just the competitive nature of it all. If, if I got snuffed out because a bunch of other artists came through, then that's capitalism that's, or, that's, or, or meritocracy. Yeah, you know, I mean that that's the way it is. It's yeah. survival of the fittest for that. Um, you know, I, I, but I also, at the same token, I, like, I want to build an internship program oh, yeah. through you, through that. UT. Yeah. And I want to get some hungry kid, you know, wet behind the ears. It's like, I, I think I could do this. Yeah. And I want to get him or her some real time, you know, field yeah. work and say, here's how this happens. And sometimes it's like, you're either going to sweat or freeze or, you know, the wall might, might not be the best location or the best, you know, uh, material to work on. But like, here's what I do and here's how I do it. Yeah. I mean, and, a, a lot of people, especially in the arts, and, um, and I guess I'm speaking more about my my world with, you know, directing and cinematography and all that. It's really easy to romanticize the art part of it oh, absolutely. And, and not realize that. Yeah. You it's are gritty. out in the sun. You're in, you know, it's you're gritty. in the snow, you're laying in a ditch with the camera. Like it's not, it's not, yeah. it's not as glamorous as you think all the time. And so you almost, you want to call from the, or at least, at least let people know really what they're getting into before they think they're going to be, you know, Steven Spielberg or oh, yeah. you know, whoever I, yeah. <laughs> right and out of I, the gate. And, and, and it's all, I've noticed this too with, with, with some people I've met is just because they bought the latest and greatest camera mm. doesn't make them a photographer yeah, or, you know, video camera or whatever. Um, well, to go back to Picasso, it's like, nobody was like nice paintbrushes, man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it's my yeah. signature series. That's why I'm awesome. You yeah, know, like, exactly. no, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's what's coming from the heart and the head is what makes 
the content and, you know, with all this crazy technology we have to make you look super awesome um, doesn't always, I think, equate to being good at something. Mm. So you got to have a vision. And that's what I help my clients with. Yeah. First off, um, when they contact me is, you know, they have this idea and you'll probably laugh. And I'm like, no, there's there's no, like, there's no judgment here. Right. I'm going to get you what you want. I can, if you let me add some of my flair in there, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. If not, I can follow your lead. That's back to the range thing, right? As, uh, yeah. Uh, as a commercial artist, you do have to sacrifice a little bit. You can't mm-hmm. be this my way or the highway type yeah, pretentious that doesn't work. asshole, you know, mm-hmm. not wearing the beret with the mustache and, right. you know, so. Well, we've, I, you know, I've seen it in our business too. It's yeah. like, the, especially now with so many people, you know, doing what we do, it's like, if we're combative with our clients, if we just try to carry out our yeah. vision, like they're, they're, they're going to turn to somebody else next time. Like we mm-hmm. have to ultimately, we have to make them happy first and foremost. That's the, that's the most important thing here is to make them happy. If, if we, you keep that the first priority and you get out of your own way, yeah. everything's going to be fine. Yeah. And then you, but you still have to find ways to, to make it enjoyable for yourself. Well, absolutely. To, to, you got to reconcile yeah. the, you know, the create creativity thing, but there's plenty of ways oh, to do that. Very suggestive all the time. Yeah. Say well, maybe this could work or maybe that. And they're yeah. like, eh, well, let's keep it here. Yeah. And, but you'd kick yourself if you didn't try to get, to yeah. get your stuff out there. And, I, I would, yeah. you know, I would suggest like something that I mean, like, you know, make, make it really pop. And they'd be like, eh, let's stick with the plan. And I'm like, yeah. okay, tried. And, yeah. um, so, like, when you said, like, in terms of range of work, so I've had murals that are, they're like, Curtis, go crazy. Mm-hmm. Or um, I want, you know, a checklist, mm-hmm. A, B, C, D, and I'm like, okay, here we go. But in between all that, I'll do uh, signage mm-hmm. for a lot of bars, restaurants, uh, CrossFit facilities. Yeah, that's um, cool. Is that pay the bills? It does. It does. It, it, you know, covers like rent insurance and stuff like that. And, um, those aren't the glamorous jobs. So you're not really involved in the design as much, I guess at that point, because their stuff is already, I'll deal with, I'll deal with a graphic designer. They'll give me the style guide. Here's the pan tones, match the paint. Yeah. Um, and then I go and I I do a little, I just got an iPad with procreate. So I'm still a novice with that big pencil and everything. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah, Like the, like charges, like it like sticks to the pad and it's super cool. I'm a, yeah, they're great. I'm a PC like droid guy. So like I, I converted over to Apple to try and figure this out uh, just because the apparatus is very smooth. And um, so I've been trying to do that and I'll do the mock-up. It can feel your pressure and all that. Yeah. And like the, the, the pin width and the, and the darkness and it's super cool. And I've been good for artists. Oh, it's, they, it's they way were really better. thinking of you guys when they built that machine. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> so, I typically, somebody gives me an idea, I'll look up some references stuff, I'll sketch it, mm-hmm. scan it, mm-hmm. vectorize it, color it. It's just a, and and there's an art form to that too. Um, sometimes it can look better, but what you can digitally, I mean, it's like MS Paint with a, a you know a stylus, yeah, with a bunch of different cool things you can do, yeah. like masking layers. So. Um, but I'll do I'll do those mockups digitally and show you. I'll take a picture of the wall or whatever and mm. show you what. And then it, overlay your overlay your it. Art. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And and that way you know exactly what this thing's going to mm-hmm. look like with the surrounding environment. And they go, oh, okay, that's that's what that's going to be a great sales tool. 
Absolutely. And I, I should probably bring it on job sites when I do it to, you know, do quick sketches, but I feel like I'd drop the damn thing and break it. So I got a case for it. $1,200. Yeah, I got a case for it. I mean, it's like a business expense, so I guess yeah. you can kind of write it off. But like, I just, I feel like I'd just leave it somewhere. Something would happen to it. And so I just, I keep it. At yeah. Home. Like you said, it's a gritty, gritty kind of world. You're out on scaffolding and. and yeah. And yeah. I don't want to get paint on it or, or dirty glove. I bet know. you'd get paint on it. If, if I would not. get, <laughs> if I look like this right now, I'd totally jack up that piece of tech to- technology. So, uh, yeah. So <clears throat> what, like, just to get like some, some reference and, and some context, how did you, how did you land there? Like, where'd you, how'd you end up there? Was it, Growing up as a kid, were um, you doing art and all that? To do this full time, it I reached a breaking point where I finally had enough. But uh, to backtrack, I was where did you grow up? Uh, so I was born in Charlotte, North Carolina, mm. which yeah. has a badass mural scene. Yeah, um, Matt Moore, Matt Hooker, guys I've connected with. Um, I had a college roommate that knew these guys, and I remember watching some of their YouTube videos of doing art production. And they've done some really great work. Um, and there's some other guys down. The, Charlotte just has a great scene. Good scene. And yeah, in, in Camp North End. Um, so did you see that stuff growing up? And did it? Did it? No. 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 It really I am around. not like I use spray cans now. I'm not a graffiti kid. Yeah. It, so does graffiti? Does the graffiti world feed into the mural scene a little yeah, bit? Yeah, okay. I've gone to some graffiti jams, uh, like in Memphis. Paint Memphis is one. Um, and I've met some really cool uh, graph guys that. You know, their letter structure, there's a science behind it, their can control, their line work. And when I first started doing spray cans, actually the cherries on a Rama wall that mm-hmm. I get Decoy. I get called out for a lot, that was my first spray can one. Mm-hmm. Now, I, you know, I taped a lot and stenciled, but like just to get the fades right and everything, yeah. that was my first spray can uh, project. But I've met some graffiti artists through these jams and just in passing when I've been working and they'll come up and chit chat with me. That's cool. And I always ask for advice. Yeah. Very humble about it. Cause I, I like, like I, I mean, it might look like I got all my ducks in a row mm-hmm. when I do some of this stuff, but it's like just winging it right here and then winging it right there yeah. and, and then just, you know, overlay, overlay. And then eventually it just turns into something nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was, I was a kid, I was the kid in the back of the class in elementary school, stealing sheets of typing paper from the printer from the old Mac and cutting it up into grids and doing comic strips. Oh, cool. I was just, I was a doodler. Oh, gotcha. And, uh, you know, like whenever it came time to the book reports, my report would be okay, but then the illustration to show it would was be, over the top. was over the top. Yeah. So it'd be like, you know, whatever the checklist for creativity uh, points would be. Yeah. And uh, so. <laughs> it's clear where this Well, it actually, so, so I kept doing art on the side and my parents would give me art supplies for Christmas and awesome. all that kind of stuff. And uh, when I got to, uh, High school, um, I took APR classes, which is college credited advanced placement. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was also playing baseball. Yeah. I got a varsity and I ended up playing college ball. So this nice. weird, weird art jock hybrid type pitcher. Pitcher. Yeah, you're tall. Yeah. Tall, lanky. Coming and, off uh, the mound from 60 and a half feet. Yep. Yeah. I'm, so I got the Tommy John you. elbow to prove it now because I'm a washed out, burnout college pitcher. Is that where they don't they take like a healthy tendon from another part of the body? So what they can do, the you can see see the the wrist scars. Yeah. Okay. So if you put your pinky and thumb together, uh huh, that's like your polar. I forget what the ligament's called, but yeah, I know. What you're if you about. flex it, it that little thing sticks yeah, yeah. out, right? Yeah. So some in people your, have your wrist. Some people have both. Some people have one. Some people have none. I happen to have one in my left elbow. 
So they took that thing out. It looks like a spaghetti noodle. And they drill the holes in your bone. And your so the ulnar collateral ligament, your UCL, is what was tearing apart. Mm. And they did like when and, they did, and that's what happens with pitchers. Yeah. So is like, that from curveballs and like cur- and, and well, coming over the top? This and, day and age with over competitive dads in America, oh, they, kids they make, are throwing yeah, curveballs at six yeah, years old. If you got your kid playing little league baseball, don't teach him a curveball till he's like 13, 14, because yeah. the, the 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 bones don't fuse uh, until they mature yeah. or hit puberty. And then they, you know, those, 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 uh, those will close up and then it'll become, you know, stronger bone. But I just wear and tear. I had a weird arm slot. It was like a three quarters arm slot. Oh, gotcha. And it was tearing apart. Basically your UCL for people that are listening is when you run it, you run, you hit your elbow into the side of a table Mm -hmm. and you hear that, you feel, or not hear that. (laughs) You feel that twinge. Yeah. That, that, that like, ugh, like that weird feeling. That's your UCL getting, getting hit. It's it's like a nerve. Yeah. That's what was pulling apart when I was pitching. Oh, and gotcha. my junior year, I worked in my way up. In high school or college? This was in college. I worked okay. my way up to the, be the ace of the staff, and I opened no up. No way. A, what, what college? Uh, UNC Asheville. Awesome. Small public liberal arts hippie school. Yeah. They're in the they're in the Big South Conference. They might have switched since because it's been forever since but college. You were the ace? You were the, you were the I was one. one yeah. Guy. Well, I, I fizzled out. I, I opened up against uh, uh, Georgia and, and then threw against Samford and a few others, and I just – my velocity – dip down it was big dropping because your elbow was messed yeah up. something was wrong yeah. and then they 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 did the uh, little die contrast did you notice thing. it was that it was hurting or or did you just know they're like oh he's only throwing 88 now he was throwing 92 last I, week i, I mean yeah because i was i was i was high 80s to like like 90 91 it's a, yeah. you know like on a good day i didn't throw too hard for as big as i was but um i felt it and it's just one of you gotta understand like when I understand when the athletes do what they do. When you see when you watch UT football, professional football, or anything, yeah. and those guys play through that stuff, yeah. and they're hurt, and you're like, that guy's gonna ruin his career. Yeah, he's gonna blow out his knee or yeah. sh- rotator cuff or whatever. It's the competitive nature in those guys. They don't want to quit. Yeah. They want to get paid. I mean, they get paid, but like they want to get paid. Yeah, and that's just how they're built. And I wanted to keep throwing. Yeah, but it came to a point to where my arm was just dead. And I, I could I couldn't be competitive anymore, and it was dep- I went through a year after surgery, a year a redshirt year. I had to, uh, took a medical redshirt. Had to take a because it takes a it takes a full year to recover from that. You're basically reteaching a new ligament. Yeah, it scars over, then you got to stretch it apart. Yeah, because that's the most because un- they took a ligament out of your wrist. Is yeah, right? out of your yeah. wrist on your other arm. Yeah, and, and put it in your shove it in my elbow, UCL, like a, in your elbow, like a Frankenstein arm. over here. And I've had yeah. three meniscus surgeries too. Yeah, so I'm just all scarred up, and <laughs> I, I gashed my knee with an exacto knife cutting stencils last week. So <laughs> just always a, injured. <laughs> just a just a big ogreish wreck. So um, but, so then so so you're coming back from injury and in, in college to try to get back to play baseball. Yeah. And then I, the surgery, I, I, I started just surgery. enjoying college life. Yeah. And like, I remember my grades dropping and, um, it sucked too, because I was still on the team, yeah. but I'd be in the dugout in a sling while everyone's having fun in yeah. the sun. And, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a camaraderie kind of a brotherhood with, with baseball because you're not, everyone's always playing Yeah, and it's somewhat sedentary until it comes time yeah. to come to up do to do your thing. Like I like the, the game, and playing the game is beautiful. It's, it's, it's a, a beautiful sport. It's a, it's a, like even the bus rides I missed yeah. when I couldn't travel and uh, just meeting 
meeting people from different cities that we've all come together to, to, to win. I missed all that camaraderie. Those are some of the best memories is like not even playing the game. It's just being around the guys. Yeah. The team sports aspect. <clears throat> of, and, yeah. and now it's funny cause for the life of me, I could like, I understand, like, I'll go, I love watching the Smokies play, Yeah. but I cannot, I can never, unless it was like the World Series, I couldn't watch baseball on TV. Yeah. It's too damn boring for me. Yeah. <clears throat> That's everybody's biggest gripe is yeah. that it's, it's slow. Yeah. And I mean, they're even trying to speed up the game. They're trying to put a shot clock and, or, yeah. you know, a pitch clock to, they're, to they've, and, yeah, and they're they trying everything because the as strike zone bigger yeah. and, um, you know, the pitchers can't, you know, the, the meetings are shortened and like. I just I haven't kept track of it to be honest with you. Yeah. But, um, so well, that was, if you're watching baseball, you're definitely chilling. Like that's that's my thing. Like you're yeah, not if you're not yelling it, at the TV like I am every Saturday in the fall. Yeah. If 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 you don't got anything to do, and want to catch up with an old friend for about three hours, yeah. watch a ball game together. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to. You yeah. don't have to pay attention. You, yeah. You should be. You could probably. I mean, I've seen people knit in the stands at Smokey's games. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah, it's, just it's like, funny. The people that have season tickets that you can tell they're just there to, they're, yeah, they're, they're doing like, their own thing. Crossword puzzles. In yeah. The and it's like, you know, <laughs> Sudoku puzzle and yeah. number five down, honey, what is that across? Um, oh, the Smokey scored. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like it's, it can be boring to watch. Very fun sport to play. Very. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, but that was a phase of my life that went bye-bye. Yeah. And, uh, it's hard to let go. I was, you know, I was okay with it. it was, but the, the, the biggest thing that I learned through that was my dad instilled this in me when I was younger and went through some, uh, you know, rites of passage with mm-hmm. baseball and competitive nature is positive mental attitude. Mm-hmm. I wrote papers on PMA, positive mental attitude. And I carried that with me. And also with the competitive nature of baseball or just playing a sport in general growing up, um, I apply that, um, competitiveness that aggression into business and marketing yeah so so it taught you some real life stuff yeah even though you were just a kid yeah playing it, it. It, it, it yeah it shows you that you don't got everything figured out there's other people that are better than you always um and you gotta you gotta ante up you gotta you gotta prove your worth mm-hmm. to people and especially with something like this that is creative that not everyone does as a day-to-day nine-to-five you better bring it and mm-hmm. you better show up and, 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 you know, hopefully impress people. So, so um, what got you, what got you in into it or how did you get into the art thing? The art thing. Yeah. So I took the APR stuff in high school. Yeah. I wanted to go to art school. Um, but my portfolio is all right. I mean, I did some cool stuff, but it wasn't like, you know, I wasn't going to get a RISD yeah. or Brown or SCAD or any of those things. Yeah. And actually, it's kind of funny. A lot of people I've met from Scatter, like, you know, they'll, they'll take your money. Scad will take your money. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad I didn't go to art school. Yeah. Uh, I f- Cause I feel like you can just go do it. Cause that's what I did after college. Ah, uh, yeah. And um, so I remember taking this art course in, in college as art 100. Cause my AP tra- uh, class didn't transfer over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just a sleepy eyed guy wearing baseball sweats, sitting in the back of the class. It was a one day, three hour three credit course. Yeah. And it, you know, 2d, 3d contour, modified blind contour, you know, shading, cross hatching, all the basics, yeah. color theory and all that stuff. And, uh, I would just sleep in this dude's class and he was head of the department oh, in the man. arts. Same with Robert Tynes, a really nice guy. He did, uh, he was known, he, he did some really cool trompe l'oeil artwork, which is French for like fool the eye. Oh. So it's like 3D looking stuff yeah, yeah. where like, you know, like these tapestries would look 3D, but they're painted. Yeah. And um, I remember sleeping in his class all the time. And he's like, Curtis, I need to 
talk to you after, you know, a class here. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. <laughs> and I go in there because, like, all my projects were pretty spot on. They're like, who did that? And they'd be like, oh, it's that baseball guy. And um, sleep. And they were usually they were usually better. But I had experience doing that. Yeah. So, um, and he goes, uh, I need to talk to you about uh, your, <laughs> you know, what you're doing in class. And I said, please don't tell my coach. I was like, if you tell him, I'm going to be running laps like poles left and right in the outfield forever, because you know, anytime a teacher has a gripe to say, you know, this athlete's struggling, yeah. the, the coaches will take it out on you. Yeah. And he goes, no, I'm kind of wondering why you're not majoring in art because I see what you're doing and you know what you're doing. What's what's the story yeah, here? You're obviously not challenged. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I just I didn't get my AP credit, didn't transfer over, and so I'm just retaking this course to get it out of the way because I need to do it for. Mass communication. Mm -hmm. I was doing digital editing, like video production with Premiere. And I was doing ads, ad space in the newspaper. I couldn't write articles. I graduated MassCom without writing a single article nice. in the school paper because I'm too opinionated. I can't write objectively. <laughs> and half the more stuff, of an editorial guy. Yeah, <laughs> like a like a roasting op-ed or yeah. something. Um, big fan of like Bill Burr, if you get what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, but uh, I I go. Well, I'd love to. I'd love to. Uh, major in it i go but i gotta take classes till 8 a.m to noon eat and i go i'm on that baseball diamond from like two to eight till sunset mm -hmm. we're throwing bullpens uh batting practice uh pickoff plays we're doing mm -hmm. all these drills when you should you should be in the studio doing doing that thing instead because man i mean i know plenty of people that went to art school in the studio time you know that that degree that bachelor's in the arts mm -hmm. or fine arts i guess your bfa yeah Nobody knows the, like, figuratively, figuratively speaking, the blood, sweat, tears yeah. you put in studio time because mm -hmm. you grind and it doesn't show up on your, on your, you know, your final grade. Sure. I mean, the, the, I mean, I commend those people. I, I couldn't do that. I, I was fortunate enough to get a you know, partial scholarship to play baseball and then did the art thing. But, um, yeah, that's just, that's such a grind. And I didn't experience that. So I kept with the art stuff. On the side, I kept a uh, sketchbook in college. And then, uh, yeah, I did some gifts for some family members and, you know, stuff like that over time. And did one for my papa. It's still hanging up. That's awesome. Uh, World War II vet one. Yeah, that's on, that's on my Instagram stuff there. But um, uh, I graduated when I came home uh, during the housing crisis when it hit. Mm, yeah. And I was wanting to be an aspiring graphic designer. My dad was in the banking industry for 30 years. Mm -hmm. He just knew corporate. So he's like, Curtis, get that salary and benefits and go and move on and move yeah, on. And that tells me, you, that tells, sense. that tells me my middle son made it. Yeah. And I could, I went to all these interviews and I guess my portfolio sucked because everyone's like, oh, well, think about it. We'll think, but no, create a uh, graphic designers are a dime a dozen. Yeah, your graphic design. You might be making yeah. 30 a year, I guess. And I was looking at Nashville, Birmingham and uh, some other like bigger cities. And I was like, maybe I just don't got it. So I moved home and I worked in the restaurant business. Where Most you people can make real money where you can just make money and, yeah. you know, still in my mid twenties and, you know, and it's a job where you leave it there too. You, you leave it there. You, you, <laughs> you don't, yeah. You don't care about the ribs you just put out on the table or right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cause I started at Calhoun's uh, Turkey Creek yeah. and that's where I met. That's where I started connecting with people and networking. So, I mean, I feel like a loser. Um, yeah, honestly, you're, you're I was not, like, I promise. You I graduated that. college. I got a major and a minor, the graphic design and mass comm. 
and I graduated to go work in a restaurant where you're older than everybody. Well, <laughs> a little bit older. I mean, uh, this day and age with ever since, you know, that kind of era with, uh, you know, finances and stuff yeah. and all the there's a lot of people that are my age now, like 37, you know, or forties that are, that are working in there and they're happy to do it. Yeah. Um, so they got laid off. After the, yeah. They, they had, they job. had, they, they had their, their job job, but they also had, maybe they were, uh, you know, had really good wine knowledge or new, yeah, or, you sure. know, we're, we're, we're culinary people. And yeah. that's, that's what they're dealing with now because they have to, or, or they fell in and enjoyed it and they're managing now. Yeah. So, um, so I can't knock it that much because everything I did in the service industry and everyone I came across is what made me who I am today for that's what awesome. I'm doing. So, um, so yeah, I did the Calhoun stint for a year. Um, didn't like that restaurant. And then, yeah. uh, but a buddy, um, lured me away to go work at crown and goose in the old city. Yeah. Place was awesome. This was ran by, uh, uh, Jeff Del Hondro. Yeah. Who love that dude can cook his ass off. Yeah, he can. And, um, you know, he's, he's re- relocated Ollie B. He does that, uh, the long table dinners. Mm-hmm. He's, um, I know, uh, he's done a bunch of dinners with Matt Cummings of pretentious yeah. glass. Um, yeah, he's everywhere. I mean, I, I did this, uh, train dinner thing where he was cooking live on the train doing all these hors d'oeuvres. I mean, he's such a badass. He's, he's, he's sick. We, he's, we actually, when he was first kind of starting out, uh, being known as a chef, cause he was like managing and doing marketing for his parents business. And yeah. then he jumped into that culinary. Um, I used to work Monday night fish and chip nights when it'd be uh, really slow. Yeah. And one of my, uh, bartender friends, Chelsea, she lives in, uh, Austin now with her boy, very bubbly, energetic yeah. lady. And uh, Jeff would Jeff would pick uh, one of his other chefs or uh, what do you call them? Uh, like what do we call the side like, sous chef? Sous chef, like yeah. prep cook or whatever. Yeah. And we do our own Iron Chef cook off. Oh, nice! So me and the bartender would go back. We, we would, yeah, we would. Once, once the rush died yeah. down and yeah. nobody wanted the discount, and we <laughs> we'd pick out like a vegetable or like a starch or whatever, and we. would you know, unveil it like you know, like the guy does on the <laughs> show, and we put. I think it was like ten minutes, and Jeff would just do these crazy things, um, and then the other he's guy, a like, riot, dude. yeah, he's, he's all, hilarious. and he's he's an ex baseball guy. Yeah, he. He's, oh, I forgot. He's, he's a, a juke. Like too, I played, yeah. I played one year JUCO and did really well, and he played JUCO. I think down in Arizona, and so like the personalities just mesh. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. we gave each other shit. He's big. He's bigger than me. He's, he's a big, big. dude. He's a big dude, and like it's just he's just got that athletic just. Um, competitive nature too yeah. with that, you know, side of goofball. Yeah. So we got along pretty well and it was so easy to sell his dishes because he was so passionate about yeah. his food and he did his research he knows his shit. and he, oh, he, yeah, he, I mean, he bought like a sous vide machine one year yeah. and he just went crazy with that. Sous vide everything. Sous vide everything. <laughs> and it was really cool. Like I learned so much. So like now if I cook for somebody, or if I go to a restaurant, like I kind of know what the menu is talking about because he went all in on his passion, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I got to see it happen and learn from it. And then I got to sell that food and it was a good menu. Mm-hmm. It was a good quality food. Yeah. And we used a lot of local farms and stuff like that. So, um, so did I did take that to your business. <laughs> what cooking wise? Well, no, I mean, did you see like, did you say, cause I think, Jeff D. Alejandro is an artist. Like, to, he absolutely and to, is. And to see yeah. him, you know, he's somebody who you can tell just really believes it. Really does. He 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 really he knows his stuff. Like I said, but he also is just 
like a consummate professional, not not just somebody who's yeah. playing around. No, he's <laughs> in it for the long haul. Yeah, and and I could tell that. And and I mean, I mean, we were already. I mean, we kind of became buddies, anyways. But anybody, I mean, I've met photographers that are like that. Yeah. That are that are just. What's that? Profe- it's like what get, you said about professionalism. It's like you if. If you've got the art and then you bring the professionalism to yeah. the table, that's what really validates it and, and stand your ground. You know, your, I'm, yeah. I'm worth it. Yes. <laughs> you know? But also one thing I see from other people that are going after their dream or whatever you, whatever cliche phrase you want mm-hmm. to call it. When you see somebody's face light up when they talk about what they do, mm-hmm. um, that gives me like chill bumps. Yeah. I'm like, Fuck yeah, dude, like, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. What's your next move? Like, I want, yeah. can't wait to see it. Yeah. Show me. I'm excited for you. I'm excited. Like, I <laughs> yeah. want to see, like, it, and that's that whole creative guild that that's in Knoxville with yeah. it. Well, it's video production. And like, like I said, like with Pop Fizz and Lock and Key and Big Slate yeah. and all these people, like all these little small agencies that are just doing really cool stuff. Yeah. I love to see the revamp of Rhythm and Blooms and all these other festivals yeah. everyone goes to. Like, because I can't do that stuff. I don't know how you make it look that cool. I could paint you a still shot. You do your thing. Yeah. Do, yeah but like, and it's, it's, I love to see people that are just getting after it, willing to yeah. learn new things and just not afraid to fail. Yeah. Cause I've screwed up so many times. I still, we all have. I still screw up when, in terms of, you know, business dealings, but I go, okay, idiot, don't do that again. Yeah. And you just learn from it. <laughs> yeah. And so you revise your script and how you approach and present things and, and go from there. So, um, but yeah, so I'm excited about I'm excited about working with you on yeah. on the mural. Well, like and, I said, and, man, and it's and, and Brent and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, whoever else is at play, um, you know, we can. Uh, I mean, it's 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 open ended for me. So, yeah. but um, well, I'm pumped, dude, and I appreciate you coming. Yeah, man. Thanks onto the podcast me. and chatting. I feel like we've got a couple more hours in us. We're gonna have to do uh, this again sometime. I'd be happy to come back, man. Just keep the coffee coffee flowing yeah. here. So, all right. Thanks uh, a lot for doing it, man. I appreciate it. I'm on. Love that dude. Super artistic, super pro. I like that he uh, really, really blends the two well. And I wish we could have talked about that a little bit more, but maybe we get into it next week. We'll see. Uh, go to at Curtis Glover Creative and check out his stuff. This is, you know, being a podcast, I wish I could just show you uh, his, the work that we're talking about. But if you go to his Instagram, you'll see it. Uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful stuff. It's epic. It's impactful. It's awesome. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, support the show at Venmo at South of Scruffy. Uh, go to southofscruffy.com for merch and all that business. At South of Scruffy on Instagram is another place you can track us down. Uh, become a patron of the show on Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash South of Scruffy. And you get super sweet access to the podcast and some bonus content there too. Thank you guys so much. Check back next week and see if me and Curtis did part two. All right. Love y'all. Rough head. Matt honking and play me out. <laughs>